Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk. Happy Hour Radio, sponsored by Mary Hill Winery. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KBI. Welcome to Happy Hour Radio. <laughs> this is the season. I am your host, Count Christopher Chan. And uh, hey, welcome to Happy Hour Radio. Uh, we're close to Halloween, so we're trying to get in the spirit. And I uh, don't mean to scare you off, but I uh, want to give you some sweet stuff here. Trick or treat is in the air. And welcome to Happy Hour Radio. Uh, so fun to have uh, some great guests in studio every Saturday right now, 11 a.m. to noon on 570 KVI. And uh, excited to have uh, uh, one of the ladies behind, uh, Makai Marin. Nation Station. The Marination Station, if you haven't tried this food, uh, you are missing out. You are a world away from enjoying uh, what I call Aloha Heaven. Um, Kamala Saxton is in the house, and uh, we'll chat about that great cuisine, a uh, little island fusion. And uh, my pal, sommelier, uh, and uh, the founder of Wish Wine Company, that's Dave Bender. Uh, in fact, he was born in Hawaii, we just learned, and that's uh, pretty cool. So I'll say Aloha, Dave Bender. And welcome to Happy Hour Radio. Hello, Aloha, Chris. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you still remember that one? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I, I actually went back there when, uh, for my 30th birthday. It's uh, one of my favorite places on earth. Uh, it is a great place. And uh, it's so funny because I, I usually go there for, for New Year's, just uh, get some sun and uh, look at some fireworks and get my toes in the sand. But uh, last this year, I cannot go. But uh, I'm glad you're here. We've got a little flavor. If you ever miss Hawaii, there's a couple places you can go uh, get some uh, Ono Aloha spirit. And uh, we'll talk about that coming up. But uh, you're at a sommelier, which is very cool. Tell me, um, where are you uh, working those chops at? Yeah, Chris. So um, in addition to running a full-time wine business, the Wish Wine Company, I also work uh, evenings at Bastille Restaurant in Ballard, and I've been there since day one, since the day it opened, and uh, it's been a great place to learn about um, one of the most challenging regions of the world, which is France. <laughs> France is the, uh, well, it's the, the big maze of, of wine, uh, and you've got a great uh, mentor there, James Lechner, who is uh, working towards his Master Sommelier uh, certification, and uh, best of wishes to him. Um, but uh, they've got a lot of wines over there, and uh, when did you get into wine? Where did you find your calling? So, Chris, uh, food and wine has been a huge part of my life since I was probably 15. It was actually, I, my first job was in restaurants. I'm an East Coaster originally. I I uh, went to college at Johnson & Wales University in Providence, oh, Rhode Island. Wow, they got a great food and beverage mm-hmm. and hospitality uh, school there. Mm-hmm. I graduated with a uh, hotel, restaurant management, and hospitality degree. I actually moved out to San Diego, California, where I worked at a Roos Chris Steakhouse mm. for a couple of years and, and, and fell in love with California wine there. Uh, so I've lived actually in all four corners of the United States. I After that, moved to Orlando, Florida, worked at a James Beard award-winning chef's restaurant uh, called uh, Primo Restaurant in the JW Marriott. Is actually connected to uh, a Ritz-Carlton. Oh. And they actually put all their employees who were interested in wine through the introductory level uh, course of the Quartermaster Sommeliers. Uh, so I attended that class and, and fell hard for wine 
sitting in front of an overhead projection of of a wine region of France, tasting an $80 Merlot, learning that the wine in the glass came from that place on the screen. So that was really my epiphany moment when I really realized that, that I wanted to make a career out of the wine industry. That's great. And you've, uh, well, you learned it in school, which is cool. So you've got the academic side, the theory part. Um, a little different translating that to on the floor service because you deal with the real people, also known as the public, mm-hmm. which is really fun. And I think that's where uh, my, you know, we, we like pleasing people, make, making people smile. And most people head out for dinner for a good time. Uh, it's like when I was DJing, I really never DJed funerals, so it was always a wedding. <laughs> so, and that's uh, kind of like working the floor service. You open a bottle of wine, um, and Bastille's got a great selection uh, of wines. And uh, which wine company were you lying in bed and after a long day and just like, hmm, I wish I had a wine company? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I know. That's actually one of the number one question that everyone asks me is, why is your business called Wish Wine Company? Well, let me start off by saying that my brand, the Wish Wine Company, embodies American celebration and tradition while offering great wines at really attractive price points. I started my business in 2010 in an effort to release what I called an iconic American wine for the U.S. holiday season. Mm. I first released a limited production, small release Pinot Noir for the USA, for the U.S. holiday season from uh, November 1st to December 31st. I sold this wine only online. Well, that's right, because uh, Thanksgiving in Canada is in October. <laughs> that's right. This, this was for them. Uh, so my initial logo was this painterly wishbone logo on the bottle. In our tradition oh, of yeah. breaking the wishbone, you get a wish. Uh-huh. So I came up with the tagline, The Who Has the Bottle's Final Drips is Entitled to a Single Wish. Cute. So that's initially how the Wish Wine Company was started and formed. Uh, my father was born, or excuse me, my father attended the U.S. Naval Academy, uh, which is why I was born in Hawaii. So this is a little bit, um, I ha- I'm definitely very patriotic because of him, some of the values that he instilled in me. So well, a- I see you wearing the stars and stripes as a shirt, mm-hmm. uh, although mm-hmm. it's made in France is pretty funny. It's Lacoste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, for, thanks for picking that up. Uh, you know, but... Um, so this was, you know, definitely a tribute to him, but, uh, you know, I, I, I've always been passionate about the wine industry. I can, even though I'm from the East Coast, I used to live in California, and I consider myself a really laid-back kind of guy. So it was always uh, important for me to make wine, help make wine approachable and inviting. I always knew it made such a great conversation piece, and I think you can kind of see that in the packaging of my products. So after I released my Holiday Pinot Noir for the last two since 2010 to 2012, I actually got tired of telling people the wine was only available two months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So I decided to release wines that were available year-round. So for the last two years, I've been self-distributing my products um, locally and now nationally. And in 2015, we will reintroduce the Holiday Pinot Noir for years to come. I like it. And Holiday Pinot Noir, Pinot Noir in general, it's a pretty bold move. It takes some cojones to uh, be talking about Pinot Noir as your first venture because people like Pinot Noir. Well, first of all, it goes great with uh, holiday food and the fair, whether it's salmon or turkey and uh, stuffing. And um, Pinot Noir is always tasty. So uh, where can people find a website or some information online? Yeah, my... uh 
first and foremost, my website, wishwineco.com, has all the information about my brand and my products and my story. So that's a great uh, opportunity for you to learn more about my Wish wines. Wine Co. Wishwineco.com. Wish wine that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash wishwineco. Uh, I regularly update almost on a daily basis with new news happenings and uh, distribution. <laughs> Not just the typical Facebook banter. Right. No, 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 no. It's pretty it's my toe. Pretty exciting place, actually. Uh, and uh, locally, my wines are available in stores like QFC, Central Market. Um, actually, right now, you, a friend of yours and mine, Yashar Cheyenne of ImpulseWine.com, has my wines and enter. Oh, they're listening. Oh. Trust me on this. <laughs> uh, you get uh, 20% off. Yashar was nice enough to offer 20% off on our wines through the month of October. All you have to do is enter in the the uh, code Happy Hour Radio, and uh, that like should that. for you. That should get you anywhere in the world. We should have 20% off for everybody. Hooray, Happy Hour Radio. That's the power of radio. Hey, I've been a good time speaking to Dave Bender, the founder of Wish Wine Company, wishwineco.com. Sommelier, and uh, I would almost venture to guess a surfer from being from Hawaii to Seattle to San Diego to Orlando, and even Chusets got a couple waves I hear. But excited to taste. You've got two wines here that you brought. Uh, tell me about the whole portfolio of wine that you have available all year round. Yeah, Chris. So, uh, right now we have we offer one white uh, currently with a Sauvignon Blanc on the way. Uh, but what we have here in the glass, our white is uh, Chardonnay from Northern California, from Mendocino specifically. I also have uh, three reds currently: a 100% Zinfandel, a Cabernet Sauvignon, and a a red blend that features Cabernet Merlot, Zinfandel, and Syrah. All my wines are produced by a... So the red blend, Cabernet Merlot, Zinfandel, and Syrah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, ah. mm-hmm. It's got, it's, I kind of call it the California-Washington-Bordeaux blend. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So Syrah, the, the forgotten grape of the Bordeaux region, exactly. the seventh. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Zinfandel in there, which, you know, both wines are just offer grapefruit, um, just delicious qualities, and then some backbone elements from the Cabernet and Merlot. And you said a very attractive pricing. What are we talking about here? Yeah, all my under a hundred bucks. All my products should be available uh, locally for right around fifteen dollars. Um, so I wanted to make it oh, wow. as accessible to as many people as possible. Um, and I wanted to mention also that all all my wines are produced by a sustainable wine grower on six hundred acres of estate fruit. And uh, the, where these wines are produced, it's a little bit of a cooler climate, so you'll get a little bit more freshness, a little more acidity. The wines don't typically come across as, as extracted and driven by alcohol as a lot of wines from California can be. Uh, well, this is great. Um, it's good to have a, a focus uh, and a plan when you're talking about wine, because starting out with uh, Pinot Noir was uh, ambitious, but it's been successful. Mm-hmm. Um, the company, the, I love the logo. The look is great. Mm-hmm. You've got this great logo. Um, it's engaging. It's, uh, I don't want to say cute, but it's cute. <laughs> it is. Hey, so let's talk about the wine. Um, you're actually, this is California wine made from, by a Washington guy, or mm-hmm. actually you oversee it, because obviously you're not in California, and you're working with a winery down there, which is great. Right. You you keep your hands a little cleaner like that, but uh, the Chardonnay I just had in my mouth. From a semi perspective, give me a little description of this Chardonnay. Sure. What I love about this wine is it's extremely approachable. There, it starts off with some really great aromatics: a little pear, a little apple, a little lemon peel. I think the the uh, acidity is fantastic on this wine. The you, it's not overrun by a really rich, malolactic, you know buttery body in any way so i think it's clean it finishes um great again with the acidity so 
that make all those qualities I find make it go really well with food. Uh, it is a very f- flavorful wine. <clears throat> Excuse me. The um, the acidity is just bright enough to balance that ripe fruit, uh, apple, pear, and some melon notes. Um, a touch of tropical. Uh, it doesn't seem too hot. I mean, it's easy. Plus, there's not a lot of oak on it, so no, that we uh, you a, would mm-hmm. get that alcohol would be more pronounced without the oak. We use no more than twenty percent new oak in all of our wines. We don't want to h- cover up the really important great fruit qualities of the region. So. Yeah, good pickup on that. And uh, the weather wine is a Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. And so these wines are available at impulse.com or wishwineco.com. But uh, Yashard Impulse is providing 20% off mm-hmm. for Happy Hour mm-hmm. Radio Code. So this Zinfandel is what vintage? Zinfandel 2011 vintage. Um, as you may or, not, may or may not know, the 2011, 12, and even 13 were really great producing vintages, high production. Um, that being said, the quality still was excellent. And North Coast is different than actually Napa and Sonoma because I know that they got a little cool spell down in Napa and Sonoma in uh, 10. I think 11 was a rebound. but uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, actually Napa and Sonoma are encompassed in the North Coast region, um, but specifically in Mendocino, you definitely get some different characteristics than you will from Sonoma and Napa. Mm-hmm. So Zinfandel's coming back. I think if you can find balanced Zinfandel that's not too over-extracted and not too high in alcohol or syrupy uh, with too much oak, uh, I think they struggle with it. I'm not a big fan yet because I haven't found balance, to be honest, uh, mm-hmm. in the, the prototypical album, so I'm going to take a taste. Taste the wine, Chris. Uh-oh, awkward radio silence. <laughs> hmm. Hey, that is balanced. Hey, thank you. Um it is a moderate, just a moderate plus body, so it's not really heavy. Um, got a lot of flavor, red fruits, um, and some tight, light blue and uh, purple fruits. Mm-hmm. Almost a a mauve. I mean, it's like the blend. Um, that's delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, when we come back from this break, we'll chat up more with uh, Dave Bender, the founder of Wish Wine Co., and chat about the Zinfandel and how these foods, <laughs> how these wines. <laughs> I've got a couple of sips already. <laughs> I'm going crazy. A couple sips and uh, chat about how they might pair well with uh, some marination station. I got Kamala Saxton in the studio with some Ono food. And we're going to dig into that here, uh, right here on Happy Hour Radio. So stick around. We'll be right back. David LeClaire with Seattle and Cork, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan on 570 KBI. Breaking down the big stories, Len Beck, weekdays 9 to noon on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Now more KVI Want to Know Weekends. Back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. And welcome. Hey, it's the Day of the Dead. It's uh, Saturday, November 1st, here on Happy Hour Radio. Nope, everyone had a good, safe, insane, and celebrated happy Halloween last night. Uh, I want to hear about some of those costumes on Facebook. They're all over the place, and uh, I like the direction we're going with these costumes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little less fabric, a little more makeup. Uh, hey, well, um, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Excited to have Miss um, Marination Station. Can we have one of that with a little sash, uh, Kamala Saxton? 
the founder, the founder for Marination Station, and uh, Dave Bender, the founder of Wish Wine Company. And Wish is um, a North Coast-based winery that uh, Dave Bender, sommelier at Bastille, is uh, navigating and uh, well steering the ship here in Seattle. So, Dave, we're talking about the Chardonnay, which is uh, delicious, twenty percent new oak, nice round palate, stone fruits and uh, tree fruits, uh, a touch of citrus, and then you've got this tasty little Zinfandel. I think these two wines are truly a great holiday wine um, because the Zinfandel is one of my favorite pairings with Thanksgiving, which is coming up, um, because you've got the ripeness of fruit, and uh, but sometimes they're not balanced. This is balanced. Tell me about it. Chris, thanks, thanks for tasting notes. Uh, yeah, you pointed out a number of uh, the fruit qualities that I would have to agree with, the, the dark kind of cherry, uh, dark blackberry, and some blue fruits. Typically with Zinfandel, you'll find they have a little higher alcohol levels, up to even 16% or so. This wine is clocked in at 14.5, but you wouldn't even know it. It's still pretty soft on the palate. The alcohol does not rip through the fruit. It's very balanced. I like to talk about the uh, dried skin kind of qualities, raisinated skin flavors that I taste on this wine, kind of reminiscent of some Nebbiolo or Amarone qualities. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I, I think it is the best food wine that we offer being it has great fruit, it has good acidity, and those are the two number one qualities I look for in good food-friendly wines. And this is a $15 wine as well? or Exactly. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's a great price point. So, wishwineco.com. You can find all the whole line of uh, his offerings, Dave's offerings. And if you want to get it online, you want it now. In fact, uh, yeshardimpulse.com delivers. So, you can order, get 20% off, use the code Happy Hour Radio, and enjoy. How many wines do you have? I have four wines. Okay. Chardonnay, Zinfandel. Red Blend, and a Cabernet Sauvignon. And when is the Pinot coming out again? Pinot Noir, the fall of 2015. Uh, okay. I can't wait to, to show it off. I'm very That's excited. very exciting. Well, Dave, I want you to stick around and uh, uh, enjoy some of this Aloha spirit, uh, but thanks for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. You're welcome, Chris. One more thing, if I could. Yeah. I, uh, As you know by now, you can get an understanding that my wines are, are, are very patriotic and, and, and very American. If, if there's any listeners out there that have a connection at the White House, <laughs> I think my wines would do really well poured by the glass there. So feel free to shoot me an email, Dave, at wishwineco.com. I like that. Or you can just jump the fence now because apparently the door's always open. So <laughs> don't be afraid. <laughs> I love that. Don't do that. Well, um, if you've ever been to Hawaii and if you live in Seattle, you, you probably should have should be in Hawaii at some point in your life because uh, we can't stand all that gray. And I know I've been there a couple times, many times, and uh, a couple days in the, uh, Aloha, and I'm uh, uh, I'm. Hapa Haole. Uh want to welcome Kamala Saxton of Marination Station to Happy Hour Radio. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Um, I've been really enjoyed the restaurant there, uh, uh, right below my house, and yeah, I've got the huge mansion in West Seattle. That I knew, that, I knew that was you up there. Yeah, that's I knew right. That was you. Yeah, I get the binoculars, checking out all the people enjoying beverages there in that nice bar. But um, tell me, um, you're from Hawaii. I am. Um, I, I also feel like I'm in good company. The Aloha spirit is definitely in the room today. Uh, I am from Hawaii, born and raised um, on Oahu. From Oahu, went to college in California, California to Seattle. Um, been in Seattle for almost 20 years now, which wow. oh, it's 
I'm feel dated, um, but I, I love this. I love this area. I consider this home now. Um, Hawaii will always be my home, but uh, Seattle is where I, I choose wholeheartedly to live. Well, we're we're very pleased to have you because you've brought something that um, is really good, really tasty, and and there's something about the world of food. Um, there's certain combinations that work really really great together. Like in Italy, you've got the olive oil and tomato and garlic and uh, yeah. a little bit of cheese and bread that goes great with bread. Um, and uh, in Spain, you've got the little bit of uh, saffron and rice. And um, interesting how rice is, is everywhere. Heck, I'm Chinese, so I, I dig some rice. Your fair share. Uh, yeah. My fair share. Two scoop. Um, well, tell me about uh, the idea of you bringing Aloha-style food here to Seattle. It started in 2009, um, and I happened to be up uh, a sleepless night. I think a lot of us had sleepless nights in 2009. Oh, right. That's, remember those, yeah. Remember, the, yeah, remember we those days? We were all going broke. We were all, or, or we were just broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On paper, either, though. <laughs> either going or we were there. Uh, happened to be watching Ted Koppel's Nightline, and they were featuring Kogi, a Korean taco truck in L.A., um, and thought, oh, my God. My my grandmother, my mom's side of the family is Korean, my father's side Hawaiian, and I thought my grandmother would be furious. Oh, like, yeah? How dare you put kalbi in a corn tortilla and spicy pork? Um, given that, I thought I have to do this. Um, really? There's nothing. There's nothing better than you love tacos. The oldest grandchild making their their grand Korean grandmother furious. Uh, saw this line down the street in L.A. for Kogi Tacos, flew to L.A. two weeks later, um, and left L.A. with a contract to have what we now call is Big Blue, the marination mobile truck um, built. It was built in two months in L.A., and they, the company drove it down to Seattle, and we opened in the spring of 2009. Wow. It happened fast. That is fast. You saw it, I mean, from television to taco from, from standing. From not only Ted Koppel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would have thought Ted Koppel talking about street food in America? Well, that that's uh, well, that's quite the inspiration. And so the company bought the, the truck, or you contracted with them. With a company. The, the majority of... Uh, the, Mobile kitchens are all manufactured in L.A. for the, the Hollywood studio. Oh, um, right. Yeah. That's where the craft services. They're all there. Um, and we found this great company who, you know, they were on the cusp of a new business and wanted to have their one of their products in L.A. Um, so they were able to, to work with us. You know, our design is a little different from trucks in L.A. just because we have to have surfboard. Huge, uh, this. We need a surfboard. <laughs> we need a... We need some some music, but we also need in Seattle big awnings. People oh, need yeah. to stand under um, under covered shade, you know, nine months out of the year. Right. Well, they don't need that in, in uh, L.A. because everyone loves the sun, right? They're, they're right. They got SPF. Yeah, they need SPF, and they need people to take <laughs> photos of them in good light. Oh yes, I yes. love that. Uh, speaking with Kamala Saxton, um, co-founder of Marination Station. I am Roz Edison, uh, the director of many things at Marination. Uh, she and I founded this in 2009. 2010, we opened up Marination Station in Capitol Hill. And then two years ago, Marination Mackay, our largest venture, um, down the street from your house. From yes. your, or I'm sorry, your mansion well, yeah. in, West, <laughs> in West Seattle, uh, right on Alcott. I can see that from the penthouse. Uh, it's really, really wonderful. The, the penthouse, yes. <laughs> I know when to head down. I'm still when waiting the, for the, the invite. When the lines I'll bring are gone. wish wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. we can do that. We've got Dave Bender here with Wish Wine Co. And Kamala Saxon. Um, and so how did you meet Roz? Roz and I actually worked together in Boston on a charter school movement. Boston. Uh, 
spent some time on the East Coast, uh, did fall in love with uh, with the Red Sox nation there. Oh. Nobody hold that against me. Uh, so Roz and I actually, our backgrounds are not in food and beverage. I feel like my background has always been in hospitality, mm-hmm. being raised on Hawaii, on Oahu. You just, that is part of everyone's background. Um, and maybe their first trade is in hospitality. So Roz and I worked in Boston together, decided to move to Seattle. Uh, and at that time in 2009, realized public policy was going and education was going a different direction and I went back to my roots which really is hospitality into the red I think they called that a deep red a deep red Um, and decided to we decided to take a gamble um, and and go back to to something that dealt with people instead of paper um, and go back to my roots in hospitality and so started with the truck this is great. It's uh, dealing with rice instead of RFPs. <laughs> From rice to RFPs, that's going to be our new motto, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've had the pleasure of speaking with Kamala Saxon, co-founder with uh, Roz, what's Roz last? Edison. Roz Edison uh, of Marination Station in Mackay over in West Seattle. Um, when we come back from this break, we're going to actually have a chance to dive into understand some of the flavors of Aloha and how this great fusion cuisine has really taken over um, a new wave of, uh, of cooling excellence and inspiration here on Happy Hour Radio. And uh, if you're out there, um, we got some tweets. You on Twitter, Dave? Not yet? I, I Instagram a lot and Facebook a lot. Okay. Less well, if Twitter. you're out there on Twitter, uh, send us a tweet at Happy HR Radio. And if you have any questions, uh, is Marination Station on Twitter? We are. We are at Curb underscore Cuisine. Curb being C-U-R-B? C-U-R-B. Curb Cuisine. Curb Cuisine. I love it. We'll get some out there. Uh, If you have any questions about Wish Wine Company, check out wishwineco.com. Or if you want to send me a question about uh, food and wine pairings, uh, what you should be pouring for Thanksgiving because it's coming up, send me an email to ask at happyhourradio.net. And if you want to check out some of the great guests we've had in the past, um, some of our great shows, they're all great, darn it, check it out, happyhourradio.net. So we'll be right back uh, diving into Marination station um, right here on Happy Hour Radio, so stick around. Hello, I'm John Patterson with Patterson Sellers. You're listening to Happy Hour Radio on 570 KVI. The Commute with Carlson, weekdays 5 to 9, only in Seattle on Talk Radio 570 KVI. You're in the know with KVI Want to Know Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Hey, and welcome back. It's All Souls Day today, uh, Saturday, November 1st. Hope you had a great Halloween, a happy haunted Halloween. Uh, 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 uh. Well, we're happy uh, haunted hour radio today, or, you know, the, the remains of the day. Um, coming up on the show, we've got uh, Richard Batchelor, winemaker for A Day in the Life at Mary Hill Winery. That's our reality radio show, that little segment where we call down to, to Mary Hill and find out what's happening right there, right then. But right now, I've got Kamala Sack. Paxton in studio uh, from Marination Station. Her uh, co-founder, Roz Edison, is uh, stirring up some marinade. Uh, So, Kamala, tell me about the whole idea of this new cuisine. 
You know, it's it's new for Seattle, uh, really not new for me. My mom's side of the family is Korean. My dad's side is Hawaiian. When we were dreaming up the menu, we decided to prevent any family fighting and just go with both. Um, so you'll see in our tacos, very Korean influence, kalbi, spicy pork, miso ginger chicken, and then tofu, but not any regular tofu. We decided it'd be sexy. Uh, so we call our tofu, <laughs> our, our vegetarian taco, sexy tofu. Uh, uh, the sliders, Hawaiian-style braised pulled pork, Kahlua pork on a Hawaiian sweet roll. Um, that's the Hawaiian side. We have kimchi fried rice with an egg. As we have expanded our menu at, in West Seattle, because we do have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a full bar, we've added the local moko, which if oh, you've been to Hawaii, yeah. it's good for a hangover. It's good for a regular Sunday. It's good for a lunch. The local moko is the uh, the reigning champion of- Let's uh, see, that's two scoop rice, uh, gravy- Mac salad, Mac two patties. Salad, two patties and an egg. <laughs> yeah. Only in Hawaii do you not need one but two scoops of rice and a scoop of mac salad. Mm, Always. Because there's right. not enough carbs yeah. on a menu in well, Hawaii. you're surfing all day, you know, and walking and carrying that board. It takes work. You it does exert. take work. Well, tell me about... Um, I don't know if all of our listeners understand why spam is such a staple in Hawaii. Obviously, the uh, the world capital of consumption for uh, this uh, tinned can uh, delicacy. Um, tell me what you know about spam. You know, its roots... Uh, many people say the roots came from the war, and when... Uh, Often the war, they, they came back, people from the war came back and talked about spam as part of a staple. I mean, spam, it, it really, we always have it no matter what. Growing up in Hawaii, we had at least two cases of spam in our house. Um, <laughs> for the earthquake? For the earthquake, for the, flood, the, for the tsunami. tsunami. Uh. Yeah, you just have to, the power went out on Saturday on Oahu, I'm telling you, spam. <laughs> so everything wasn't good on the island except for spam. Uh, it just, it is an absolute staple. You can find it on the menu in McDonald's um, oh, in yeah. Hawaii. It's just it's a staple of of the island. Well, the idea of this new, well, new to Seattle, this fusion cuisine, um, the uh, the Pacific Rim, we get Aloha, Korean, Portuguese, and uh, Spanish. And I, I guess the idea of this type of food is really about hand food, about just being able to to eat with your fingers and and you know, no plates, no mess. What what's the deal? No barriers. You know, mm-hmm. really, we wanted to create a menu too that that there weren't any financial barriers. For the most part, people had. 225 in their pockets mm-hmm. and they could get a taco and all of our tacos are made in uh, from scratch all of our marinades from scratch uh, so really no barriers if you don't have a fork you don't need one you don't need, <laughs> utensils will not be a barrier uh, this is food that you can eat at one of our locations or you can eat outside the truck you can take it on the go you can take it to a picnic so again the the lack of barriers um, when we started marination was something that we really wanted to achieve that it was open for all and however they wanted to indulge and eat our food, they could. Well, it is quite the indulgence because we've got the mix of salty and savory and sweet and the umami, the garlic and soy. Um, that is really hitting all the buttons for, for our, our palates, uh, our, our tongues and our, our taste buds. And I don't know that everyone knows what spam musubi is. So musubi, could tell us what, describe this. It's a beautiful... I'm I'm my mouth is watering. I'm just staring at it. I got uh, spam musubi is, in in other words, spam sushi. It's a large piece of uh, rice mixed in with furikake, which is seaweed sprinkles with sesame seeds. We sear uh, spam 
golden brown on both sides, toss it in a little teriyaki sauce. We place it on top of the rice bed and then wrap it in a piece of seaweed. Um, all of that is not a fair description to how amazing Spam Musubi is. It is, you'll find it on any beach in Hawaii. We have hikers that come in on Sunday mornings in West Seattle and they get a dozen because they go on, <laughs> it's this large hiking group and they hike every Sunday and they take it with them um, on hikes. You'd be uh, tracking some bears with that. That's so damn tasty. You just got to outrun them. <laughs> you got to outrun them. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, and so basically the whole, cu- the whole cuisine, the whole menu is based on those elements of salty and sweet and savory. Right, it is, and you know, we Spicy. actually had one a customer said, "You know what spam is, don't you?" And I thought this has got to be a trick question, and he'd never had it before, and we got convinced him to take to to eat it. And he said, South Pacific ham, this is what it is. It's spam, South Pacific ham. And I thought, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant. And then he said, I'm, I will not be spam-prehensive again. Spam-prehensive, that's cute. So it was great. South Pacific. Well, um, are you able to find, uh, work with Hormel Company and get uh, you know the bulk rate? Because those spam cans are pretty small. I see that's a lot of recycling going on. It's a whole lot of recycling. They, they have been very generous in outfitting us in spam swag and T-shirts and uh gift cards and keychains and pencils. Um, so we do have spam giveaways quite a bit. Uh, I'm waiting for the scratch and sniff stuff to come out. <laughs> you need it. We could wait a little while for okay. that one. <laughs> I've only opened plenty of spam cams in my life. We can you know, wait. We can huh? wait. Oh, well, I, I'm really enjoying this. This is so fun. I'm speaking with Kamala Saxon, uh, co-founder of Marination Station, with her uh, partner, Roz Edison. And we're talking about spam. Of all things, this is highbrow radio. We t- we're not afraid. Um, and you shouldn't be afraid either. You should be checking out uh, the great tacos. So we've got pork tacos. We've got Kalbi rib tacos. We've got uh, sexy tofu tacos. Um, and miso pol- ginger chicken tacos. Miso. See, all these things. So, Dave, from a Somali perspective, um, what are your impressions? Have you had some of this stuff before? You had this great food? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that. And what uh, what would you think is some of the pairings? I mean, how do we approach this, uh, the challenge with salt, sweet, and savory? Mm-hmm. Well, um... What would the French do? The, yeah, well, I will tell you, soy sauce on its own has its challenges because of of how salty it, it can be, and it's and when it mixes with wine, you know, it, 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 it's challenging. Um, I think, as a general rule, any wine that has fruit and acidity is going to be a a, a good starting point to to match up well with with this Hawaiian fare. Uh, you know, on the table we have a Zinfandel. I think the Zinfandel would go great. I do too. There's fruit there, and uh, it's you know it's it's not too dry. You want to watch tannin when it comes to to soy and 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 salty flavors, mm-hmm. and and the Zinfandel is not not a tannic grape varietal by nature. So um, I'm loving this. This is great. Yeah. Well, uh, Kamala, what are some of your favorite pairings for this great cuisine? Uh, I will tell you that my favorite pairing with Spam Musubi is champagne. I think uh, I think Jay Z would appreciate a good <laughs> bottle of Cristal and a Spam Musubi. It or, is uh, Armand Yabrignac, uh, right? <laughs> now he's rolling with these days. I uh, oh, is that his latest? Case Ace. Case Ace. Um, I really, I mean, in all honesty, I love Spam Musubi and a glass of bubbles. Um, the we really all of our tacos are so very unique in flavor profile from miso ginger chicken is very is on the sweeter side kalbi much more savory uh, the spicy pork obviously spicy so really it it hits all of those flavor profiles so really 
whatever wine or beer of your choice, we will. F- there is something on our menu that would pair nicely. <laughs> it goes with everything. It goes with everything. Uh, Mai Tais yeah. and uh, it truly is some a, Aloha spirit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you have Pog there at the? Of at, course. Yep. We got to have Hawaiian Sun. We have uh, Pog. That's good. Uh, one of our speaking of beverage, one of the things that we're really proud of is we have a partnership with Stoop Brewing in Ballard. Um, one of their partners, Robin Schumacher, started our the bar program at Mackay and. For our fish and chips, they've created a Stoop MK special bitter, and that is what we use mm. for the uh, for the beer for the beer battered fish and chips. I like that bitter. Bitter got pushed away by uh, IPAs and pale ales, and uh, I want a bitter Stoop, to come back. The Stoop MK special bitter is outstanding. Um, it's on our tab. 12 months out of the year. It's also at Stoop Brewing in Ballard. 12 months out of the year. It is a special, special mm. bitter. Um, well, I'm intrigued. Well, I can't wait to get down there. So how do we find you? I understand you do catering, you do to-go. Where do we find? What's your website again? It's marinationmobile.com. Marinationmobile.com. Twitter at Curb Cuisine. Um, and you can always find us in West Seattle, down the street from your mansion. That's right. <laughs> and I'll be looking for you. So just wave up the hill. I'll be watching. But uh, Kamala Saxon, what a treat. Uh, this has been an Ono time and uh, so fun. Thank you for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Mahalo. Mahalo. Well, hey, stick around. We've got some reality radio coming uh, back after this break. I've got Richard Batchelor, the winemaker for Mary Hill, as we feature a day in the life at Mary Hill Winery right here on Happy Hour Radio. Hi, this is Dennis Cakebread with Cakebread Sellers. You're listening to Happy Hour Radio on 570 KVI. Lars Larson has the real story. Weekdays, 6 to 9 p.m., only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Talk Radio 570 KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Hey, and welcome back to Happy Haunted Hour Radio. It's uh, All Souls Day, November 1st, and hope you had a great uh, Halloween celebration. Um, It's time for some reality radio right now. We're going to conclude with our great segment, A Day in the Life at Mary Hill Winery. And I'm pleased to welcome uh, the winemaker himself, Richard Batchelor uh, from Mary Hill. Welcome to Happy Hour. Hey, thank you so much. Hi. So, um, Richard, tell me, I heard an accent. Uh, we haven't had a chance to speak with you. Um, you were the winemaker at Mary Hill. How many years have you been there, and where did you uh, sort of learn winemaking? Uh, this is my sixth year at Mary Hill, and so I've been here for a few vintages now. Um, before that, I was down in uh, California for about nine years, and then originally I was from New Zealand. And I got my winemaking degree in New Zealand, and then uh, came over here as an intern. I love it. Back that's in, uh, great. Two thousand now. Yeah, that's, that's a long flight. I was just in New Zealand last <laughs> year, and uh, I know it's a little ways to go. Um, and you found your way to Mary Hill. So, um, have you acclimated to the small town life, or does New Zealand pretty much have the same kind of small town life? I do a lot of traveling to get out of the, the small town life. Um, <laughs> you know, I enjoy uh, going into Portland and Seattle and uh, just uh, restaurants mainly and different shopping. So it's it's good to get out and, and see the world. 
Well, uh, Craig and Vicky Luthold uh, are, uh, have a great location down there. It's beautiful um, scenery, I'm sure. And plus, you've got some, uh, you know, it's a rock band stop station there. Absolutely, yeah. The, the location's truly gorgeous. You know, just the river, the whole gorge. Um, and then with Mount Hood in the background as well, it, it does make a, a nice view to make wine in. Um, so really appreciate that view every day. Awesome. And, uh, well, tell me what's happening down uh, right today at Mary Hill Winery. Today, as we speak, we're processing our port. Um, so we do a port, a vintage port um, every year, obviously. And we have four varieties that we put into that. And they are traditional port varieties, which i um, just trying to make it as authentic as we can. And um, we do about six to eight ton each year, depending on the season. And that's total grapes, six to eight tons of Tariga Nacional and Tinta Broca, Tinta Cao, and uh, Tinta Francesa, yeah. Tempanillo. Okay, Tinta so It's about an equal blend of each four varieties, and that um, just depends on the tonnage, the season each year. This year we're up in volume a little bit with the weather we've had. Um, and, you know, next year it could be down in volume, so it just all depends. And when were these grapes planted, and where are they, uh, where's the best site for these? I bet you they can just take a lot of heat, being what they are. They can, and we have a very long growing season right here in the gorge. The The river really does help mitigate any frost issues, especially later in the season. Ah. And these are late ripening varieties, so this is a perfect location for a long growing season. And so they're right there uh, in the Columbia Gorge area? Yep, there's uh, some right below the winery, and then there's some uh, seven miles west of the winery down to a little park called Avery. Mm, interesting enough, uh, I'd imagine in, in uh, Portugal, those are bush-trained vines, and on uh, Terrace and uh, Patamares, they've got Terrace. So are you on a slope there as well? It's a very gentle slope here. It's not, <laughs> not, not in comparison to what they have. No, no uh, they've got uh, a lot going on there. But um, So how old are these vines? You said three, four years? Oh, no, so these vines are 12-plus uh, years old. Really? I don't know the exact age. Yeah, so they're, wow. they're, they're getting up there. They're not, they're not young, but they're not old. That's funny. I wonder if there are, uh, you know, it's like dog years. Is it one year, seven years to a dog? Are there vine years? <laughs> <laughs> Showing their age? Yeah. Um, yep. Well, that's fun. What's that port called? Uh, do you have a name for that wine? We uh, luckily got in when the, before the regulations changed, so we can call it a port. Very cool. And what are you? Um, yeah. What is the aguardente? What is the uh, grape spirit that you're arresting fermentation? We stop the fermentation around uh, eight eight grams RS, and the alcohol comes in at about nineteen. Mm. We use we use a, obviously a grape brandy um, to fortify with, and that's been aged for a couple of years in, in barrel. Oh wow! Well, I'm excited. What would that run? What is that? Is it a half bottle or a 500 mil or? It's 500 mils, so it's uh, just enough to enjoy between a couple of people after dinner. Yeah, and I, I wish, I hope port comes back. It's getting to that season where we can uh, reminisce and relax over a nice uh, a cordial or dessert wine uh, following a great dinner, and that would uh, be great for Thanksgiving. So do we have that? That's a vintage port, and so that when will that be released? So this, we aged it about three years. So currently we just bottled our 2011 port about a month ago. Um, so this will obviously age for another three years in barrel. And we've been doing um, a vintage port uh, for about seven or eight years now. Um, and it's always just been a, a vintage port. I've now talked to Craig and we're actually going to start aging a couple of barrels extra each year for 10 years to try and do a 10-year-old port. 
Wow. Um, just just to do a little something different. That's um, great. You know? Ten years yeah. coming up. Well, hey, this is, uh, gosh, a day in the life of Mary Hill Winery goes pretty quick. Well, Richard Batchelor, I want to talk to you next week. Are you available so we can chat up again? Absolutely. I look forward to it. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Um, hey, coming up on next week's show, I've got... Uh, Well, I've got some fantastic guests. I want you to check it out online at happyhourradio.net. And remember, folks, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers.